Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, Where Does Paul Fit in the Bible? Are you ready? Ready to sink your teeth into scripture? Ready to open your heart to the Holy Spirit and let him grow you? Ready to have some set-apart time to spend with your Lord? First, let's get our bearings. Where we are with Paul in scripture and on the historical timeline. Where do we leave him? Well, a couple weeks ago, we closed out Paul's letter to the church at Rome with Paul making his intentions known. He said, there is no more place for me to work in these regions because he had already laid the foundations for Christianity. And since I have been longing for many years to see you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to visit you, that is Rome, while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the saints there, for Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. So after I have completed this task, that task of delivering their offering, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. From Romans chapter 15. Okay, so what happened? Paul did indeed go to Jerusalem to deliver the provisions to the persecuted followers of Jesus, who were struggling mightily, just as he had indicated he would. He knew the risk, and sure enough, once there, he was arrested. Eventually, he was transported to a prison in Rome. From prison, Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, along with three others, actually. Though I am most anxious to crack open this phenomenal letter, Philippians, let's take a look at the marvelous work of Scripture that you hold in your hands. I strongly believe that you and I need to have some basic working knowledge of the scope of the Word of God. And yes, I believe this understanding of what we hold in our hands should be mastered. So let's start with the Old Testament. It's a written record of the history of Israel, written between 1440 B.C. and about 400 B.C. It is important to remember that when you're looking at it or flipping through it or reading it, it is not ordered chronologically. There are 39 books in the Old Testament which can be classified as, first, the Law of Moses, which is the first five books, or the Torah. Then there's the Prophets. Joshua, Judges, Samuel, Kings, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, plus 12 minor prophets. Then there's the writings. Uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Job, Song of Solomon, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, Esther, Daniel, Ezra, Nehemiah, and the Chronicles. The Protestant Church accepts exactly the same Old Testament books as the Jews had and as Jesus and the Apostles accepted. Now, the Roman Catholic Church, since the Council of Trent in 1546, includes 14 books of the Apocrypha as well. There are 400 years between the Testaments, sometimes called the 400 years of silence. So if you were holding your Bible, you could look at your Bible and even hold it with your left hand between uh, holding Genesis all the way through the book of Malachi. 
And you'd see there's a blank page and then the New Testament starts. So about the New Testament. Well, it was finished well before 100 AD. That's critical to supporting the veracity or the reliable truth of scripture. It contains 27 books. There's the Gospels, the four Gospels which record the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and his training of the disciples. There's history, which is the establishment of the early church and its spread through Mediterranean lands. There's the letters. After Paul's conversion on the Damascus Road, which was recorded in Acts 9 by Dr. Luke, we are able to read his letters to the churches, sometimes also called the epistles. And finally, the apocalypse, which is the book of Revelation, written by the apostle John when he was on the Isle of Patmos. Actually, he was exiled there. The New Testament was written by the apostles of Jesus Christ, or companions of the apostles. This means that the authors were either eyewitnesses of the events they described, or they recorded eyewitness firsthand accounts. So understand with me, please, that the New Testament covers fewer than 90 years, just a few years compared to the thousand plus years spanned by the Old Testament. The Apostle Paul was born about 5 AD, established the church at Philippi, the one in question, the one we're about to study, around 50 A.D., again, uh, given a few years on either side. And I don't want to spoil things, but Jerusalem, along with the temple, would be destroyed in 70 A.D., and Paul would not be alive to mourn these events. But friends, here's the thing. When we hold the Bible in our hands, we hold the living Word of God. It can be supported by science, archaeology, prophecy, and the like. When you and I read it, endeavor to live by it, we are changed. We are transformed by the renewing of our minds, as Paul told us in Romans chapter 12. There you have it. Our city takes us to the latter part of the recorded history of the Christian church in the first century A.D. Oh, how I love the word of God.